Hi, thanks for joining us. This is Lady V along with SD. We are She Talks Spreading Hope Everywhere Talks the Podcast, where it is our goal to inspire hope. Today's message, The Promise, Christ Makes All Things New. here with my co-host Lady V. If this is your first time with us, we are so glad you're here. Due to the many stressors in life, we all could use some hope and encouragement. So if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe so that you will be alerted when we upload new hope-filled content. So Lady V, I'm going to pass it over to you. So before we get started, um, I just want to pray for everyone that is listening before I get started, um, because I believe we all could use God's help in our lives. Father God, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you are ever present, God. You are not a God that doesn't know what is going on in our lives. And you are watching over everything that concerns us. Father God, I pray for every person listening, God, as I lift them up to your throne of grace. I pray for them. I pray for their families, God. I pray for their safety, their provision, God. I pray that you touch their lives in such a way, God, that they will never forget who you are, God. You say, I am that I am, God. You are everything we could ever ever possibly need or want or desire. And even in the midst of trouble, God, you say that you are here, God. And not only are you here, God, you let us know that you are here to deliver, God, to set free, God. So I thank you that this message will be a part of that setting free from trouble as those that listen draw closer and nearer to you, knowing that you are where all help comes from in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, today's um, message is called the promise. Christ makes all things new. And um, although we have um, believers as well as people that aren't believers yet listening, we know that there, there's never a mistake with God. And if he drew you to this, then that means there is something he has to say to you. So as a yielded vessel over to him, I just allow the Holy Spirit to teach through me um, to reach whomever God wants to reach. And uh, again, I, I I know that people are going through so much in life. We all go through. There is not one person on this earth that is not facing some type of struggle, no matter what their financial class is, no matter if they're um, well-known or the average Joe. Mm-hmm. Everyone has trouble and some people just know how to hide it well. Um, But for those of us that are under the average Joes like myself, (laughs) um, I want to just take you to scripture so that you can find some hope and what the scripture speaks to us. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we know that we go through struggles that sometimes we don't talk about. Sometimes we hide it, we wear the fake smile and we act like everything we have it together, but we don't. But the truth of the matter is we do have a helper. We have a helper in God and in his Holy Spirit that helps us to get through those tough and challenging times. And the time to 
really seek God even more um, is when you are stressing or you're having doubts about things. Now, we should seek God always. But when you are having doubts about God or having doubts about your situation or if he even notices you or if he's even paying attention to what you're going through, with, I want you to remember that God is never an unaware God. He is omnipresent. He knows what is happening. And so the one you need to turn to is him because he's the only one that can help make sense of what you're going through with and he's the only one that can help you get through it so as we start I'm going to say this and this is a statement you probably have heard before trouble don't last always but it is the truth and everyone like I said experiences trouble but you know no one wants trouble in their lives because it's not welcome but I even go to the scripture where in Psalms um, 34 and verse 19 where it says the righteous person may have many troubles. So that means our life is not going to be without trouble. Okay. Um, But it says also in the second part, this is the good news, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Now I know sometimes it may seem like God is taking a little bit too long, but the thing of it is Jesus even tells us in John 14, um, verse one, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, trust in God. And trust also in me. Why is Jesus saying trust in God? He's saying trust in God because he's the only one that can deliver us from any situation. And sometimes the situation we're not delivered out of right away. Sometimes we have to go through the valley in order order to get to the other side. But the good news about who Jesus is, Jesus is the way. He is the way out. He is the way to a life without trouble. Because believe it or not, there is a life without trouble. But I got to tell you exactly where that life is. It's not here. (laughs) It's not here because life here on earth, afflictions uh, or troubles are things like disease, a disorder, distress, hardship, torment, trials, adversity, um, illness, tribulations, evil, misery. We face, we're facing it all on the earth. We see all of these things happening here on earth. And it's not just happening to you or me. It is happening to everyone, no matter what the affliction is, no matter what the trouble is, Mm -hmm. it's happening to everyone. No one is exempt. If that was the case, we wouldn't see on a lot of these entertainment shows or news shows where people with the most money got the most troubles. They got problems. They got relationship problems. They got children problems. They got character problems. They got they got industry problems. They got they still have problems. They have tax problems. They still got problems. They might be not be the same problems as you or I may have as the average person, but there's still problems. There's still trouble. It's still trouble, no less. It's still mm-hmm. trouble. But I want you to look at the word of God with me because one thing about the word, it always speaks of what is to come. And it always foretells of what the situation will look like if you keep looking to God. So if we look at the word where it tells us about trouble not lasting long in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, I like to use the message Bible sometimes. It kind of makes it more in simple everyday language. It says, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us on the inside where God is making new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. And we need grace to every situation because grace is God's unmerited love and favor. Mm -hmm. 
So we know not a day goes by without his unfolding grace for us. And and then it goes on to say, these hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. Um, it says, there's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. And you're like, what 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 is it the scripture talking talking about um the lavish celebration prepare for us but if we look back at scripture again on John chapter 14 um where it tells us what Jesus is saying that um about the don't let your hearts be troubled and trust in God and he's in trust also in me and he says there's more than enough room in my father's house if this were not so i would not have told you that i am going to prepare a place for you and he says when everything is ready i will come and get you so that you will always be with me where i am and you think okay that sounds good it sounds like a promise from god from jesus is saying okay there's a place where trouble does not exist and so let's look at where jesus is saying that there's this place that he's preparing let's look at this this being a place where Jesus is the only doorway to it, where he makes all things new. But it's a dwelling place for believers in Christ, where, again, trouble has no residence. So in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 8, we see a picture of the new heaven and the new earth. And it starts by saying, in verse 21, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. Now this is John giving an account of the spiritual experience he had in the spirit where he's also seeing a vision and he's, he's seeing stuff he's never seen before. And he is called to witness uh, and, and, and record certain things that is to come so that people of today would receive that encouragement when going through to look to see God has not forgotten. He has an even better place than where we're at now. Um, and, Verse two says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. So this is like an arranged marriage where, you know, it's planned already. Jesus prepared this thing. It's planned already for such a time as this, where this holy city, this new Jerusalem is prepared for a ceremonial event where the people of God will take residence and have a home with God. And then um, it continues in verse 3 says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. So now this is basically communion with God on a regular basis like no one has ever experienced before on the previous earth. It is a residence with God. It's, it's Father God. We living in the home with Father God. And you're like, hey, Daddy, I'm home. You know, it's not no longer where people are wondering if there's a God or they at first believe there's a God. Then they situations happen and then they stop believing and they don't have they feel like they don't have proof. Mm-hmm. Here is a place where God is. You can't doubt it because you, you're going to see we're going to be able to see God. Um, but it's going to be 
not in the state that we're in now. This is going to be, it's going to be a totally different state. And we're finally going to be able to see God for who he is. But if you've seen Jesus, Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the father. So we also, also, of course, we're, we're there with, with Jesus because they're one, you know, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit are one. So, you know, it's no question. Okay. It's not going to be a question. Is there, if there's a God, it, you, anybody, if they, if they, if they're there, they're not, they didn't doubt it in the first place, but, um, or if they did doubt it, they, they, they came back to themselves and realized, of course, there's a God. You can't explain a lot of things unless there's a God because science cannot explain everything. It can point to that there's a God, but people have to be willing to see in order to believe. And, 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 and that's in some cases. Now, a lot of believers, when we have faith in Jesus, you know, we're believing without seeing, but we're believing by faith that he is who the word says he is and then it bears witness with his holy spirit when we go through things we sometimes we want to give up we want to think that this earth is just like we never can't catch a break it's always going to be trouble we're never going to be free of it and the truth of the matter is we're on an earth now that trouble exists mm -hmm. but in the new earth and new heaven that jesus said he said he would go prepare a place that's been prepared um already done because jesus is in always god is always now so it's already done but we just haven't seen it yet but you know that place is trouble free because there's no evil there Okay, and then I go pick up back on verse four where he says, um, in the scripture says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. So every sadness, depression, mourning, anxiety, heavy hearts, it's not going to be anymore. It's going to be a race as if it never existed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like how the um, Aramaic Bible um, says it like this. Um, it says, and he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. And from now on, there shall not be death, neither grieving nor clamor, which is an outcry or dissatisfaction neither shall there be disease for his sake so in verse five it says he who is seated on the throne said i am making everything new so jesus is saying that this is going to be something like we've never experienced before something fresh something that we won't it'll be foreign to us because the fact of the matter is all we've known is this earth and the troubles that it contains. Mm -hmm. But when we step into eternity with Jesus, that is a whole new different type of scene. The atmosphere, everything is different. And we will be able to tell the difference because of the fact of the matter is, it is not going to be something that we've ever experienced before here. But then let's go back, pick up scripture again. This is then he said, write this down. He's telling John, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So, you know, this is Jesus. Jesus, fully God, fully human. He's saying he's God. He's the start and the stop. There is no one before him. There's no one after him. He is God. And he's saying, that he, he's saying, I am that I am. I'm it. Starting the finish of new life, you know. Um, and it all began at the cross um, because the, the, when Jesus died on the cross and he gave us life, it was for us to have eternal life, which new life in him. So he died on the cross and when he rose, he rose in all power. And that meant we one day would be resurrected to all 
empowered with him, um, those that are in Christ. Um, and he also said it's finished on the cross. That means everything he came to do, Jesus came to do, was handled. It was taken care of right then and there. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And you might say, well, how, how, do, I, how do I relate that to Jesus uh, being the Alpha and Omega? I go back to, uh, I look at Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. I'll read this really quickly. And it says, the Son is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation for in him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible that mean invisible to us and whether thrones or powers rules or authorities all things have been created through him and for him so he's god you know this is testifying jesus is god you know and it's also in verse 17 says he is before all things and in him all things hold together he is before all things. Mm-hmm. He's the beginning of all things. He is the the omega. He's the end of all things. You so you know all. But the thing of it is, that means there is no other God. Mm-hmm. I don't care if someone has an idol that sits in their living room that they pray to twelve times a day. That that will pass away. Yeah. But but the God Almighty Jesus. It will never pass away. He's beginning. He had. There is nothing before him. He's it. He's the beginning. He is the beginning. So let's pick back up at verse six in Revelation chapter twenty one, and he said, um, "He said to me, it is done.'" Just like Jesus said on the cross, it's finished. Mm-hmm. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Why is it without cost? If you believe Jesus and you've received Jesus, he already paid the price for salvation. He's mm-hmm. paid the cost with his blood. So now the, 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 the water of life, everlasting life belongs to us. Mm-hmm. So we ain't got to pay for it. We ain't got to work for it. Jesus already paid the cost. He said it is finished on the cross. And he's also saying in Revelations that, you know, it is done. It is done. Um, So it's complete. Everything is complete. And verse 7 says, those who are victorious will inherit this. He says, and I will be their God and they will be my children. So if you ask yourself, how do I know who the victorious ones are are that we inherit these promises of this new Jerusalem, this city, this, this, this residence with God? Well, the word also attests to it. Romans chapter 8 and verse 17 says it like this. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. This points to heirs of God. If you are children of God, that means you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior and you've been adopted into the family of God. Therefore, you are heirs, joint heirs with Christ. Therefore, you inherit, you inherit this victorious place where Jesus shall abide, God shall abide, and the people of God shall abide. So everything in scripture points to Jesus and it points to him being the Alpha, the Omega, him being God, fully human and still fully, fully God, still God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and then Holy Spirit. So he can say, I'm the Alpha and Omega, you know, I'm the beginning and because he's God, you know, Son of God, but still God. So as we're finishing up, you know, I want you to look at something. Where it says in Revelations 21 and 8, where it says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all lives, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Now, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, all that. All of that is speaking of sin, okay? If you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are already stamped not guilty. Okay, by what Jesus did on the cross, which you're saying, he paid for my sins. I can't do it. Mm 
So you already stamped not guilty. So therefore, you're not in a sin. When you transition over, you're not in a sinful state. You're not in a sinful state now because you're covered by the blood of Jesus. But you are no longer under sinner state. But there are going to be people at the very end um, when the, the beast comes, the false prophet comes. And Satan has given this false prophet this power, this beast this power. Um, and... You know, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to choose the mark of the beast. They're going to choose to to denounce Jesus, to keep from dealing with persecution. They're going to choose to continue in evil where God's going to give the chance for them to turn to Jesus and receive Jesus. There are going to be some that are just not going to receive him. And they are going to be the ones. This is what this is describing. They are going to be the ones that are considered sinners that are, have put themselves into the fiery lake of burning sulfur because God's going to give everyone a chance um in john 3 and 16 it says the john of the god so loved the world that he gave us one and only son that whoever believes in jesus believes in his son shall not perish but have eternal life because god doesn't want anyone to perish it goes on to say he doesn't want anyone to perish but to all to come to repentance because god does not want anyone in hell he didn't make hell for humans he made hell for satan and his demons but because there are people that are rejecting his son and they need that righteous covering of jesus that that advocate the one that says not guilty i pay for them mm-hmm. uh, i paid the price for them on the cross they need that if they don't receive that they reject jesus that is what puts them in hell and then the lake of fire and brimstone you know it's not god putting there. i've heard you know heard we were just watching a documentary and i heard a man was saying he didn't believe a loving god would put someone in a a, a a hell or in fire he, he didn't believe that but the thing of it is god doesn't do it That's he right. gives he gave his son to say hey this is the option he even said in his word life and death is placed before you choose life jesus is life and if a person chooses destruction if they chooses not to have anything to do with god not to have anything to do with jesus then they have made the decision for a life without god mm-hmm. when god is not going to force you think about it would you want to force somebody to be with you that you love with everything in you and you trying to give them a great life and they like Shh, i don't want nothing to do with you you don't even exist to me do you want to continue to force them or do you want to force them at all to say but i want you with them, knowing they don't want to be with you who wants to who wants to believe with somebody like that now god is loving and he wants to give us everyone a chance to receive his son jesus to receive salvation so your eternal life is with jesus as a joint heir you know in the new heaven and new earth the new jerusalem but the thing of it is god is a just god and he's a loving enough god that says i'm not gonna force myself on you right. you gotta want my son you gotta want me which is one Wanting him because you want his son. Jesus said, You've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you want Jesus, you want God. But the thing of it is, a lot of people want to believe other things. And God is like, Okay, if you want to believe something else, I'm going to give you the opportunity and place it before you. But if you keep choosing what is not life giving, then you're going to have exactly what you chose in eternity. Yeah. So, you know, no one can blame God for someone going to hell, being thrown into the lake of fire uh, and brimstone um, in, in eternity when they close their eyes for the last time on this earth no one can blame anyone but themselves if they end up there That's you right. know because god didn't do it you did it yourself if you chose right. if you chose to reject jesus you, you rejected god simple point blank in a period 
But that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand, Lady V, is God is a just God. Mm -hmm. He is loving, like you said, mm -hmm. but he is also just. Mm -hmm. We were this world. We were born into sin, mm -hmm. and sin there has to be a consequence. Mm -hmm. A price has to be paid for that. Mm -hmm. And God was so loving mm -hmm. that He wrapped Himself in flesh in the person of Jesus, that He took on the the um, the penalty. Uh -huh. He took on the, the He made it so that we wouldn't have to pay the price yeah. for our sin. Mm -hmm. Jesus paid that price. Yeah. He paid the cost. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of people don't understand that. And they feel like, well, why do I need God? Mm -hmm. Because you need a loving God that paid the price mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ mm -hmm. so that you can have eternal life. Exactly. And even in John 14 and 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you really you really need Jesus. You really need Jesus. And because the eternity awaits um the and the closing of your eyes, the last breath that you take, uh, is not the end of life. You know, there's so many people that have committed suicide thinking they were ending their troubles. They didn't, no. you know, because they just woke up in on in, in another dimension, yeah. um, which is called eternity, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, and, and, and you want and I know people are wondering, you know, well then how do I deal with life here when I'm, you know, to keep from going to a place of suicidal thoughts? Okay, thoughts gonna come, yeah. but you have to reject those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I go back to even what Jesus, the, the what Jesus, uh, he gave um, advice. He's in Matthew chapter six and verse thirty-four. He says, "So don't worry about tomorrow." He mm -hmm. said, "For tomorrow will bring its own worries." Today's trouble is enough for today. Mm -hmm. And in other words, I'm going to tell you how the message, the message Bible puts it so you can break it down to what does he mean? Okay, don't worry about it. He's basically saying this. I'm going to say what the message Bible says. It says, give your your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Yeah. And, and, and and you might look at, um, um, at what... Uh, your life and it might not be looking the way you want it to look right now but you are still alive and God has an opportunity to show you that he is God and that he can change your situation uh, again the scripture says many of the afflictions of the righteous but God delivers us out of them yeah. all the Lord delivers us out of them all so you know it's hard for us to wait for the delivering yeah. you know but it's the same thing you wait for a package to do, to come to your home if there are some delays it's some delays for a reason mm -hmm. but it does not mean your package is not on the way it just mm -hmm. means there is a delay it's a moment in time where some things are happening that is sort of stopping it for a moment but it yeah. doesn't mean it stopped completely That's because right. God is still on the throne as long as he's still on the throne things are subject to change so what I can say for those that are dealing with things um, in the everyday life we all go through troubles we all go through struggles we all deal with calamities and stuff but you have to take a look not only at your own life to find the blessing of why you are why you're still here even if you're a person that has been on the sick bed and, and battling an illness if you still have breath in your body god can still change things yeah. and, if, and if it doesn't change in the way you want it to change he is still using your life to affect somebody yeah. and to and, and whether it is to show them that you're going to hold on to your face and faith and trust god until the end and then when you wake up on the other side and you're like god i knew me holding on to you was the right thing to do mm -hmm. because one thing about it you don't want to be to the point where you turn from God because life ain't 
giving you the the big bowl of grapes that you wanted. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be the one that turns from God and then you take your last breath and then it's too late, you know. But I I believe God is is, is a loving God that he will still give somebody an opportunity in in between from Mm -hmm. passing from death, you know, from life to death and to eternity. But even if some people... uh, uh, still get that opportunity. It's going to be something that are not going to still going. They're going to still reject Jesus. They're still yeah. not going to. But for I would, if I would want to more so turn to God and say, God, I know you real, but I need you to show me some things in my life that shows me your hand because I'm struggling. Yeah. God wants us to come to Him when we're struggling. You know, we all have that struggle, but we don't want to turn from God. It sad me watching that documentary we watched um, when that young man was a a pastor's kid and he he served on the worship team and sung and everything and then they say you know something happened in his life and then now he doesn't believe in God but the thing of it is God still remembers him um worshiping now whether his heart was in it then or not I don't know but God knows every heart of every person man we're the only ones that don't know the heart of a man because person can put a face on but no one can fool God and so God knows if that person still believes but yet he's hurt behind a situation and doesn't know how to come back for them so he's he just much rather just pretend that there's no god to live life in a pretend fantasy of their truth so that it will make more sense to them to keep going on in life but that's not the way we deal with things when we're going through don't turn from god turn to god he is sympathetic to our being human and having struggles and so instead of turning away from god turn to turn to god talk to him more you know some people want to put the bible out they don't even want to read the bible okay i get you go through a phase sometime when you're just angry because life is not handing you what you want but even if you just lay it down for for a moment i ain't saying keep laying because you need the word to pour into yeah. you but Keep talking to God because he'll lead you back to the word. Now, for someone who maybe have walked away uh, from the church, period, because of, of hurt in the church, because of people doing wrong things in the church, remember, they are not Jesus. That's okay? Right. We are the body of Christ. But the thing of it is, Jesus is not going to do anything to hurt his own body. That's He's right. not going to do anything to hurt anyone at all period jesus never did that so if some person in a church or or a pastor or someone has harmed you anyway remember that's not jesus that's That's not god that's a person in their human state of sinfulness that has wronged you but that's why you turn to god so he can lead you somewhere else Mm -hmm. away from wherever you are um to 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 get back to a place of just you and God, you and God. And when you can hear the word preached from a preacher that is not trying to abuse you right. or for, you know, uh, and, and, and even if you don't end up in the church right away, you can have one-on-one time with God mm-hmm. and he will show up every time. Yeah. Cause one thing I've noticed about God in my own life is this, I can go through struggles. I can get mad at God and I can say, God, I'm mad at you right now yeah. because I don't yeah. understand why this is Come happening. On. It looks like I'm going from one trial to another trial without a break. I need to tap out the field for a bit because i am wounded but then god so loving as he is shows up in the most unusual ways to let me know that he knows what i just said and he still loved me anyway and that he is working in my behalf if i would just do what jesus says trust in god even the scripture tells us trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him why do we submit to him because we have to give what our grievances are to god we have to take our heart and pour it out before god and say god 
I don't get it. I don't understand. I need some help. I need you yeah. to help me. And God has never failed me in helping me. The help that comes from me is not going to be tailor-made to what I think the help should be. But I have never, I can never say there's been a time when he did not help me in some form or fashion in my situation. Mm-hmm. Again, sometimes we don't get out of the situation. Sometimes it's just about him helping us to maneuver through it. It's yeah. like a maze. You don't know which way to go. You just know every time you turn this way, something blocking. Try and turn that with something blocking. But God has a way of maneuvering us through that maze of life. And, and I'll say again, life is not easy. It's just like being in the Amazon and you in the Amazon forest and you got to cut your way through with a machete, cut through all the leaves and stuff that's hitting you in the face. And when you're like, I just cleared the path. I still got ways to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's life. We all have to cut through the things that is before us, which is called life. And as we go through it, we find out in that experience, which is not pleasant, that God is still God. That's the beauty of God. We don't, we wouldn't, wouldn't learn of him if we didn't go through anything. We wouldn't learn that he's faithful if we didn't struggle. And we wouldn't learn that he shows up if we, we weren't waiting for him to show up yeah. at some point. But he always shows up. Again, it may not be the way you think. You may have lost a loved one. And, and you like, they believe in God. They trust in him. You know, they trust him for healing. But sometimes people get the healing. It is stepping into eternity where there is no sickness or disease. Right. Sometimes it happens that way. And then sometimes God brings the healing on this side. And remember, I mean, there are herbs and things here that help heal the body yeah. that God that God put here on the earth that you can still use it's still other stuff you can use it, in scripture even speaks about the tree of life and a tree where it leads to heal the nations mm-hmm. so you know there are a lot of plants and and and, and things here that um or have medicinal purposes mm-hmm. that help heal the body you might have to do your research and you might have to pray and say God show me if there's something out there that is plant that's a plant oriented or herbal or oriented that can help me in my health situation show me where that is mm-hmm. and God can show you if it exists he can show you you know and and don't think that God doesn't care about those things he does mm-hmm. and again Everything in life is not going to go perfect because this is not eternity with Jesus. Right, right. So everything is not going to go perfect. We're going to have ups and downs. But that doesn't mean that there aren't going to come some good times. Because there is a delivering that Jesus promised that we would have, that he would deliver us out of. But in that delivering process, sometimes that might mean, here come another trial after yeah. that. Here come yeah. another trial. So but but through it all, through we, it have all depend on we have to depend on God. We have to depend on Jesus. And we have to remember to give it to God because one thing Jesus says um, in Revelation chapter 22 um, in verse 20 he says yes I am coming soon mm-hmm. um, so you know the thing of it is we have his grace to get us through um, and, and and God will bring us through it and I'm telling you I've been some, through some situations recently with I felt like I was about to pull my hair out I was like God can't take another thing mm-hmm. but then God came and he showed me if I keep going he would go with me. Yeah. I wasn't going by myself. And he yeah. would hold me up. He would give me the strength that I need to get on through it. And yeah. sometimes it's just like weight training. If you don't go in and you don't lift those heavy weights, you don't know what weight you can get up to where you can build your body and get that muscle. But you can ask any bodybuilder. That that, that training ain't easy for them. That's that right. building, bodybuilding is painful. It's yeah. painful. Yeah. But they wouldn't build the muscles that they have if they did not go through the training and the hours of and hours upon hours of lifting and doing all that they do. So I say that to say this. Trust God in everything. Don't let your heart be troubled. Keep your mind 
focus on God. Because remember, the scripture says, um, you know, in God's presence, it's the fullness of joy. You might say, I don't feel joy. I don't feel God. But it's not the joy that you feel here on earth that you're thinking of. Like you think things give you joy. You can just, God, you can just say, God, deposit joy in me. I had to do that one day. I said, God, I need you to deposit your joy on the inside of me. And I just woke up feeling joyful. And, and it was no other reason but God. It wasn't that my circumstances had changed. They hadn't. But God had deposited in me what I needed to feel better, to have better thoughts for that day, to wake up excited for that day. Although there was nothing going on in my life that was going to be exciting, it was just the fact he gave me that feeling that I need of that I needed of excitement and joy. And I knew it was him because it was nothing in the material that gave me that. You know, the peace that I got. You know, it was it was nothing in the material that I can touch or taste or you know that made that gave me that. You know, I go back to Paul when he was in prison many times. He found he found contentment. You're like, how do you find contentment in jail? Because he had the presence of God. He stayed in prayer and talking to God, you know. Um he, he kept talking about Jesus, you know. He his focus was on the Lord. His focus was not on his circumstances because if he had a focused on being in jail, he was in jail a lot. He would put yeah. in jail a lot. You know, folks was after Paul a lot. Yeah. And so if he had a focus on that, he wouldn't have had no peace. He would have probably would have went crazy. Mm-hmm. But it was his focus on the Lord, constantly focused on the Lord, is what got him through. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we have to remember that. Trouble is going to come. You are not exempt from trouble. I am not exempt from trouble. Hey, the Pope ain't exempt from trouble. Right. There is no one, no pastor, no bishop, no apostle exempt from trouble. If they say that they don't have trouble, trouble in their lives they are lying that's right okay because we all deal with stuff we all deal with troubles or else jesus wouldn't have said and not let our hearts be troubled because he right. was speaking to everybody he was like y'all stuff gonna come don't but don't be troubled don't let them all worry about itself don't let they don't don't let this stuff get you down because we're supposed to be focusing on god so don't turn from god turn to god and he can give you peace right in the midst of the storm Right in the middle of, uh, of, the, of the hurricane, the tsunami, or whatever, he can give you give you peace. Now you might have to rebuild, and, and stuff in your life might have to be restored. But that's okay. One day at a time. Let tomorrow worry about itself. One day at a time, and let God lead and guide you and pour into you. Because again, you could be in a prison just like just like Paul, but you can have contentment in Christ because it's not about your outward circumstances. It's about who the inward inward man is on the inside of you and that's the holy spirit and that's the spirit of god so we have something to look forward to we have a a a, a life that is going to be totally without trouble looking forward to but it's in eternity with christ it is not going to be here so you're looking for here it's not going to be here can we get delivered out of things yes now this does not mean go and commit suicide that's the wrong thing to do because god has you here for a purpose it's somebody's life you are meant to touch and you and somebody's meant to touch your life so how do you know that that answer is not right around the corner from the person that god is sending your way but they have to be positioned at the right place at the right time where you are it could be in a doctor's office could be anywhere but you cannot give up on God. He has not given up on you. Don't give up on him. And and, and saying all that, if you, you are listening and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, just know that Jesus died on the cross paying for your sins and mine. He paid for the sins of the world. He rose in three days and he rose to all power so that we could rise to all power in him one day and be resurrected into a, a immortal body. We put on immortal bodies. So I'm going to say this. You have to have faith in Jesus to be, to believe that there is a better life 
that is free from trouble, um, that we will one day get to in eternity because eternity is coming. As long as the time, time is just a drop in the bucket compared yeah, to eternity. Yeah. So don't think that you're, there's a nothingness after you die here. There is not a nothingness unless you're going into the, the dark and, and, and the fire, the, the hail and the dark and fiery abyss. That's where the nothingness is, but, but that is not going to be exempt from torment. That is the place of torment. Yeah. And only people put this up there. God don't put you there. It's, it comes from not receiving his son Jesus and what he did on the cross. You know, God wants us to turn from sinful ways because he knows sin causes destruction. If you look at everything in the world, when somebody has done something on the news that is terrible, it has caused destruction in somebody's life. That's uh-huh. what sin does. It causes destruction. So God doesn't want that for us. But he also knows that we as human beings are going to make a choice of what we want to do in our lives. So he's not going to force it. But he does want you to receive his son so Jesus can help you to get to that place of purpose that God has preordained you to be. So, you know, I go back to uh, Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 where it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So just accept the invitation to new life in Christ. Receive grace. Receive Jesus. Receive eternal life with him because eternity is just a, a blink away, uh, a breath away, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't want to assume that there is no God and that there is nothing after you die because there is. There is eternity and you do not want to make mistake and and pass away and and not uh, have taken seriously that there is eternity after this we are just spiritual beings living in a human body this this body can pass away but our spirit beings will, will always be and um the word says to be absent from the body to be present with the lord so you know you just leave trend when you die from here you just transition from one body and to another another place called eternity and you before god whether whatever the judgment shall be you know you have made that decision whether you receive jesus or you haven't but if you want to receive jesus and you haven't i'm telling you it is worth um it's definitely worth the investment in god and getting to know who god truly is so here's a prayer that you can pray if you want to receive jesus as lord and savior just say heavenly father i am a sinner and i am sorry for my sins and i ask you to forgive me jesus i want to follow you come into my heart into my life and be my Lord and Savior. By faith, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. So if you pray that simple prayer, you just prayed a prayer of salvation. You have invited Jesus in your heart. You are part of the family of God, adopted to the family of God. Mm -hmm. I say get your Holy Bible with a translation you can understand and seek God every single day. Don't let one day go without you being dependent on God for his leading. Now, I'm trying to tell you, every church ain't ain't going to be preaching Jesus. That's there right. are some people that may say Jesus, but they don't know him. That's if they right. know him, they know he's love. They know that you that he is the only way to God. He is the only open door to God. There's no other way. And God wants you to have an eternity with him but you can't have it without his son jesus is the way he's the only way there's no other way so you know god wants you to to receive jesus receive his son receive what he did on the cross paying for your sins and mine so when we stand before god it's a not guilty verdict it's because of what jesus did so if you have any questions i want you to go over to our website spreading hope everywhere talks.com again that is spreading hope 
everywheretalks.com. Then I want you to click on the Contact Us tab. I want you to let us know where you're from. Let us know um, what's going on, you know, that you need prayer about. If you need prayer, if you just want us to point you in the right direction or you just want us to pray for you about a certain situation, we are here to pray for you. We are here um, to, to, the, to reach the throne of grace for you and to point you in the right direction as God leads us. Um, so everything we give, our glory to God. So we pray for every person that has, has listened this far. And if you trying to make your way back to God, hey, his arms are open like the mm-hmm. prodigal son. He's open to receive you back. Uh, no judgment, just love. Just come to Jesus. Come to Jesus as you are, and he will show you the way. So if, as we close out, I always like to leave with the words of blessing from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 26, where it says, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. So grace and peace to you all. And remember that Jesus is Lord. Thank you for listening to We Are She Talks podcast. If our content has blessed you in any way, share it with your family and friends. For this week's blog and show notes, go to SpreadingHopeEverywhereTalks.com forward slash S4E10. While you're there, leave a comment, share your testimonies, take our short survey, sign up for my SD's list of must-read books for spiritual growth, positive outlook, and brain health. Check out Lady V's prayer and devotional episodes. And if you like merch with positive messaging, go on over to our online store. We've got you covered. Join us next time on She Talks, Spreading Hope Everywhere Talks, where we are letting our light shine through faith, hope, and love.